Hi, this is Harry. I'm sorry I missed your phone call. If you would, please. <laughs> we got our guests a voicemail. Okay. All right. Welcome to this very special. It's a very special episode. Episode of Reproduction Junction. <gasps> the show where we convinced a real professional to talk to us. That's right. We've Dude. got a really, a really, a really cool interview. So uh, enough joking around. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Special guest next. All right. We are super excited to have uh, a real our life expert. Guest. Yes, a real a life real... expert. <laughs> this is uh, a New York Times best-selling parenting author. He has sold four and a half million books. That's crazy. In, in crazy in, in thirty countries, including China, Russia, and a bunch of other countries on the no-fly list. So that's that's cool. <laughs> nice. And uh, he's here in Dallas, but we are. Uh, interviewing him uh, via telephone because we're all trying to behave ourselves and socially distance. Mm -hmm. But uh, welcome, Harry Harrison Jr. Welcome, gentlemen, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> pets. So Hi there. Just just to set a, a, up a little bit about us, just so you know what we are doing. Natalie is my daughter. Yes, hello. And she has a oh, how old's wow, that kid now? Great father daughter. Father daughter. And, um, and you speak to him. I do. Fantastic. I do. All awesome. the every once a week. That's it. Uh no. So yeah, I just had a three month old son, uh, who I also named Vinny because I just didn't have enough Vinny problems in my life. And understandable. <laughs> exactly. Uh and so what 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 this podcast is is we don't know what we're doing. And we um, you know, I stumbled like my parents. Yeah, exactly. I stumbled my way through pregnancy, and uh, now we got a kid. Now, now it's tough. Everything I know is thirty years out of date. So we're hoping you can help us. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Well, everything's changed, of course. Sure. And, and actually, yeah, we that's, don't send them out to kill. But that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good step. Dinner for the night. That was actually one of my first questions was, has parenting changed uh, it's since you kind of first started writing your parenting advice books? So that's such a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> that's we're good at. If we're good at anything. It's that. So, um, I, I, okay, let me just say Yes. Parent has changed. Should have changed. I'm not sure, but has it changed? Yes, it has. Not necessarily for the better. So, what do you think uh, has changed since you first kind of started getting into this world? Well, I think I think the uh, the whole helicopter parenting uh, issue has taken on new dimensions. I think it's just become. Uh, and so you have the helicopter parenting thing, you have the Facebook thing, and you have mothers competing with mothers about who has the best looking uh, Easter bunny party buffet thing. Sure. And you have uh, you have kids who are afraid to leave, uh, you know, their their property line. Uh, um, they can go on the sidewalk up and down to the street, but not parallel to the street you have uh um people are saying you know teaching stranger danger like you know if you haven't seen your great aunt they'll be scared to death ever <laughs> so i think uh um that more than anything is that um and i just hate to use this word and like your dad and our generation <laughs> no, i understand i get it hey 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 <laughs> 
I hate to use that, but our generation uh, kind of had a better grasp on reality than today's young parents do. Uh, we didn't regard every every new person uh, as as. I mean, we taught our kids to be careful, and we taught our kids not to get in a car just because I hope a boatload of candy in there for them. But we didn't just freak out over the possibility that they may not uh, get everything they want out of life. And I've seen that more and more. I've talked to PTAs and, and parents who just say, I just want my kid to be happy. And I'm going, that's it? <laughs> that's your goal, the happy kid? <laughs> if, if you want to be happy, um, BMW and them drop out of 16, that'd be wildly happy. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> that's... that's uh, I, the goal, you know, it used to be I want to raise a child who can face the adult world, and that's what my books have been, and, and what my my everything I do is all about is telling parents let's raise our kids to face the adult world, and we're not going to teach them to face the adult world by keeping them, hiding them from it. We're not going to face help them face the adult world by going to talk to their teacher that. That okay, Johnny didn't study because yeah, he stayed up too late playing Xbox. But uh, can you you know just forgive that zero and let him retake the test? Our parents, no, you're on your own. If you screwed up, you screwed up. But so many parents now are are running. And I hate I hate to say this about a woman, but it's generally moms mm-hmm. that are doing this. It's generally moms that don't want their kids to grow up or that are that are going to schools and, and fighting with the teachers and fighting with the principals and yelling at the coaches their kids can't play or yelling at the coaches. It's just, it's just that's, yeah. So, so not letting their kids kind of uh, suffer the consequences of their decisions kind of thing. Absolutely. It's like uh, um, there are no consequences. So everybody gets a yellow star for you know, getting out of bread and not 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 choking on breakfast. Oh, that good for you. Here's your star. <laughs> and uh, it's 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 uh, uh, smiley faces and stars and unicorns and rainbows and and that's you know in high school. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, yeah, I've got a a good friend of mine who is who loves track and field and he volunteer coached the the school track and field team and he he quit because of the parents. It was just awful. He he loved the kids, but he couldn't deal with the parents anymore. Oh, man. No, all their parents are think their kids are baby Jesus. And (laughs) it's just uh, it's just uh, look. I think you know one of the greatest lies we can tell our kids and I, I, uh, is that uh, you can be anything. Okay. No, that's just a huge lie. You can't be anything. I'm I'm five foot seven. I'll, I'll, I'll never be a six ten basketball player. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, if unless I have just a brilliant math mind, which I don't, and science mind, which I don't, I'm never going to be a doctor. I mean, like really, the only thing I could do be the only thing I could do was be a writer. <laughs> I mean, all the other options were shut down too. But I didn't. I, I, I think kids now think they're going to get out of college. They're going to just make straight A's all the way through because that's what their mom told them they could do, and their mom helped them do it. And they get to college, and to their astonishment, no one cares. And they um, so many colleges now are having that so many prestigious colleges. Uh, are having to have remedial English for freshmen coming in because they don't know how to write a sentence because their moms have done it all. 
Oh, that's that's not good. That's very bad. So um, so then how do I balance? You know, obviously, yeah. uh, I, I want to wear these mom goggles and, and and build my kids confidence up. But how do I balance like, oh, you're doing a great job versus deluding my child into thinking they're great at everything? Well, the um, uh, the biggest thing you can let a child do is uh, experience consequences. Okay. And sometimes that's uh, I know a girl who's thirty six years old who's never ridden a bicycle because her parents never wanted her to fall off. Oh. That's how far it can go. Wow. You know, I, I know I uh, know of parents who have gone with their their graduating college student to their first job interview. Oh, my gosh. I'm guessing they didn't get the job. Didn't go well. No. I know parents who've, who've called their, their their adult kids' bosses to complain about uh, uh, the way they're being treated at work. Oh. So, so we're singing out of a so, – uh, let me put it another way. So this year, probably two million, two million kids will start college. Okay. And at the end of this year, one million of them will still be in college. Wow. So it's it's now some of it's a combination of money, but generally that's that's way overblown. If a kid is smart enough and has a drive to go to college. <laughs> He will go to college. He'll work, God forbid, you know, and 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 not not party all the time. But uh, uh, we are not teaching our kids to handle life, and this is why more and more kids are moving home because they didn't start their job at fifty thousand a year, and and they didn't see the the uh, necessity in and we, we're not teaching our kids grit. Okay. Them stay with it, you know, to stay with the problem and solve it. And then, okay, you fail. All right, go back. Work. Keep keep trying. Keep solving. Keep keep working. You fail. Okay. Keep going back. I mean, keep going back until you succeed. And that's just that seems like an impossibility. That seems like a mountain, okay. a Mount Everest for kids to climb because they haven't they've never been allowed to fail and come back and succeed. So how do I apply that to raising you know raising a child? Essentially on the internet, in the phone, and not so much at a young age, that's easily avoidable. But, you know, when they get to kind of middle school or high school, that's the social life. So how, how do you apply that? In, 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 well, a, in a space where you're not involved. Right. You know. So my, and, and I'm going to be a pirate for saying this, but I don't think um, a kid should have a, should have a uh, smartphone until they're maybe 14 or 15. Okay. Now, that's different from a cell phone. I think they should be able to call home. Sure. But, uh, you know, when you're handing a child a smartphone, you're handing them the opportunity to go to learn some of the most amazing things in the world, as well as be exposed to some of the worst things in the world. Right. And uh, unless unless you monitor that, that cell phone, you say, well, I'm going to put all these blocks on it. Uh, I mean, let me tell you, a twelve-year-old kid can figure out a block. Sure, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. That's 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 a, a ten-minute job for them. Um, I've also maintained that you have basically raised your kid by the age of three. 
Okay. By, by the age of three, you have imparted your morals, your values. Um, they've seen the way you operate. They've seen if if uh, you're on the phone all the time, instead of talking to them. They've seen if you're uh, uh, trying to figure out how to not pay taxes. They've seen if you um, blow up at, at uh, waitresses. They've they, they've watched you work, and and they've seen if 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 you. You've, you've taught them a faith, uh, whatever your religion is. Um, they, they've, they've seen you do this. And by the age of three or four, it's there. Wow, I mean, oh, that's it, fascinating. It, it's, it's embedded in them. That's also yeah. frightening. I mean, yeah, I, I terrifying. Would, I would have gone like nine or ten. No, you know. I mean, it makes sense. I get it. I but guess, uh, yeah. I guess we got to clean up our act here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, in a hurry. Yeah. So, no. so, so right now, my son, he's teeny, teeny, tiny. He's, he's not quite four months. Just yeah. almost four months. So what should I be doing right now? Okay, so, so right now, your focus should be on raising an adult. Not raising a kid. Okay. Um, your focus should be on on letting him go, teaching him to be independent, teaching him to to solve problems for himself. You know that's that's that, that's such a key because because so many kids lack um, uh, self knowledge. They lack the. They don't think they can. They don't think they can solve a problem by themselves. But although at this point, I mean, he he barely knows he has hands. So I, he's not I, great at problem solving. So yeah, <laughs> trying to. <figure. laughs> but I guess you know, giving him independent playtime, yeah. and helping him learn how to soothe himself, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, don't I, I don't do for him what he can do, okay. and teach him teach him what to do, um, so he doesn't need you. And uh, you just just made Natalie cry. No, but you know what? He's so I know it's so hard, but he's exactly correct, because the goal is for him to not come back to my house when he's 35. Right. So, right. You know, the goal starts now. The goal I I, I wrote on father, son, father, daughter. My last page is let him leave. Um, uh, let him go and and that's the hardest thing for a parent to believe is that if if, if, if I have raised a child to be independent if I've raised a child to, to be kind and if I've raised a child to be honorable if I've raised a child to overcome that he's faced he's faced a failure and he or she dealt with it they they failed the first time they tried to do something and the second and third and the fourth but in the end they came through it uh, if I've chi- if I've let a child experience failure, if I've if I've taught them the morals that I have, then by the time uh, by the time they're fifteen, you don't have to worry about it. You know, so many parents at the age of fifteen, many kids at fifteen, think, well, now I need to be a parent. And it's too late. Oh yeah, it's too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished. You, you, you raised a juvenile delinquent. Um, <laughs> right, I get it. That makes total sense. Um, I love what you said about you're raising an adult. You're not raising a, a child, a kid. That's 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 that's. Uh, and I would tell my boys that they would uh, um, when they were doing something that that uh, I didn't like. I would say I'm not raising boys. I'm raising y'all to be adults, and uh, um, this is why I'm putting down these rules. And this is why you have to you have a curfew. And this, I'll tell you a funny story: is that uh, my youngest son uh, uh, had a group of friends. As every 
was every teenage, you know, boys in, in junior high, dude, they had a group of friends he hung out with. And, uh, some of them were, were athletes and some of them were, were, um, um, kind of smart. Some of them were, were, you know, just on this side of, uh, of, uh, big trouble. Sure. But, uh, so, so one night there was a, and the, there was a, a branch of a, of M, MI 13 here in Dallas. And it was, there, there was, uh, it was in, it was in a junior high school. And this, this one kid kept pick, picking on this kid named Danny and, and, and writing notes. They was hating him, going to kill him, all this stuff. Anyway, so they agreed to meet, uh, at, at a, at a rock quarry to fight it out. And so they agreed to meet at midnight. And so Dan and his friends and Phil's friends, they went to this quarry and this other guy and his friends went to their quarry. And uh, within 10 seconds, Danny had poked his kid's eyes where uh, he couldn't see. Oh. So what was reported the next day was was Pierce quarterback blinds innocent. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, the kid had his, the kid had his sight back. But I mean, he, but so at the trial, at the trial, uh, they had brought up um, character witnesses for Danny and uh, they put Field on on the stand. And so the prosecutor uh, said, so Field, you said Danny says you're his best friend. And Field said, yeah, I am. He's my best friend. And he said, well, if you're his best friend, why weren't you with him that night when this when this fight was going down? And Phil said, um, I have a curfew. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> there you go. And all, the, and all the parents look at each other and wow, <laughs> that's why he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Curfew. I know that, that whole thing seems weird. You know, if I fight at midnight, you know, for us, I guess it was. In a rock quarry? Yeah. For us, it was, you know, three o'clock by the bike rack. It was <laughs> I mean, times are changing. Yeah, I guess so. So speaking of, changing. you know, uh, we kind of millennials are now, we're now raising the next unnamed generation. I'm now calling them the quarantines just out of my own heart. But, but, yeah, or, or the C generation. Corona the coronavirus. <laughs> I love it. So. So what's what's the biggest piece of advice you could give me as a millennial raising uh, this new generation? Well, um, okay. So first off, make 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 your your values clear to your child. You know, and if it's if if you're if you have faith, if, if you're a family of faith, make that clear, and 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 give grace over every meal and and, and give say prayers to family at night and just be solid about this. Okay. And uh, um, be uh, um, and always be always use use uh, look for teaching moments. Look for teaching moments. You know, if you if you see like a like. A rubber on a on a on, on in, a, in a driveway or, or in a parking lot, and your child goes, "What's that?" Okay, well, that is a teaching moment. Okay, <laughs> if, sure. Uh, uh, if, if, I, if, I, if I want to hear the answer to that one, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a teaching moment. You know, this is where well, let's okay, we have to uh, talk about sex now. Um, they're going to remember that that they are going to mirror you your actions so if if, if they see you uh they're, they're watching everything you do so if you're on the telephone all the time 
they don't think well, that's what an adult does. It's just, it's just like when your dad and I were growing up and, and our parents smoked, but they're telling you not to smoke. And you're going, what? <laughs> that's, that doesn't make sense. Um, so remember, they're watching you all the time. Right. And uh, they, they will, they will, if, if you want to know what kind of language you're using in the house, mm-hmm. listen to your, to your child. Mm-hmm. You go, oh my God, what did you say that? Um, uh-huh. I'll talk to his father <laughs> exactly. about that. That I will, oh. I will. <laughs> hey, Harry, one, right. one, one last question. And, and, yeah. and I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to do my best to throw you a curveball here. But, you uh-huh. know, I'm, I'm the grandparent. So, you know, what's, what's my role? You know, there's lots of books on parenting, not so many on grandparenting. So, you know, I guess, you know, modeling and spoiling a little, but really what's, what is my best role as a grandparent? Your best role as a grandparent is to offer love and wisdom and guidance, but, but, um, it's not up to you to very rarely now, assuming, you know, both parents are involved and, and, um, it's a nuclear family, uh, a parent's job, a grandparent's job is to, is to, uh, love, love your, your grandkids and, uh, show them you love them. And, and again, uh, whenever you get an opportunity to, to hang with them, do it but it is not your job and that i think that's 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 like one of the most key things that that i'm hearing that parents are fighting with their mother-in-law fighting with their the father-in-law about raising their kids um no your job is done too you've raised your daughter so so um you're gonna have to let her do her thing. So, so that's, uh, that's a that's kind of a nice way of saying that I need to keep my mouth shut. Keep your in mouth certain, shut. Certain situations and uh, try not to spoil my child too much. Well, that's try not, not to totally undo all of the rules. You're right now, now you know I, I am the first to admit it, it's it's really harder for a grandmother than a grandfather. Uh, our grandkids come over and and Melissa has ice cream and Coca Cola waiting for them. <laughs> oh, no, that's, oh no, that's that's, that's grandma grandpa. House. That's, that's the rules that's there. That's what grandma does, right? <laughs> right. That's what grandma does. But uh, it's really kind of hard right now, and in all honesty, to to figure out what a grandfather is supposed to do besides just love them and besides just just let them know you value them. Um, today's, I'm just and I'm just going on my own grandkids they had their own friends they'd rather be around their own friends than around their grandfather <laughs> sure of course of course they would sure yeah. um so so when when i'm around them you know i'll not if it with a boy i'll wrestle with a girl we'll do we'll we'll play and stuff but i'm not going to to pick up the phone and tell tell my kids how to raise their kids Right, um, right. Even though I know they're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening now, they've, they've learned something too. Uh-oh. <laughs> you just don't have to let the parent be a parent. And uh, and again, you know, it goes back to uh, when when your daughter was two and three years old and her watching you. It's 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 a woman's job to teach her daughter. And this is what's so important about a, about a marriage, is that it's a woman's job to teach her daughter what to look for in a man, and how and how to be how a man should treat her, and it's a man's job to teach his daughter how to treat a woman, 
so so it's 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 if 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 everybody's doing their job the 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 and then in about the age of you know six give them a job right <laughs> or, okay yeah let them, put that let child to work their money give them chores give them stuff to do you, you, you can't have you can't give somebody self respect okay that's the one gift you can't give them they have to earn it they have to earn the the feeling of success you just can't give it to them they have to earn the and, and the more they and experience that feeling of success, the the happier they will become. The the, the more uh, um, they'll feel closer to the family. But if they're if all their experiences is well, mom saved me, right? And you know they've never worked out a problem for themselves. Imagine thirty years old, uh, mom. I, I really need you to call my. My mother-in-law. <laughs> that is that's a no. nightmare. That's <laughs> you should be done. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh well, I mean that's great advice. So so with learning to have successes and self-respect within the family, that also comes with with failures and and consequences. And um, I I totally agree. I think those are a lot of really great tips. And and, and I like the idea of giving him a job by the time he's like you know six and as as he can do something. And- See, I like the idea of if he can do it for himself he should be doing it for himself yeah i think that's good that's good absolutely that, and, good. and that, that when they become teenagers that becomes more important yeah and um um when when my uh oldest son graduated from college he uh well i told my kids now not, not, not everybody is in a financial position and do this but i told them like, i'll take care of your tuition Right. I just it's my it's my dream for you to go to college. So I'll take care of your tuition and books and you know, where you live. But not another penny. <laughs> okay. So if you if you want to go party, if you want to go have a life outside of college, that's on you. Right. You go get a job and figure that out. Um so f- from the very beginning in high school they had jobs. Um, um and I really think that uh the way they understand money, the way the way they appreciate money is if they have to buy it, is if they have to earn it. Sure. And then instead of your daughter just saying, you know, I want to get a, a Louis Vuitton purse, and you're going, oh, no. <laughs> and them saying, well, you're, the, you're a terrible mom. Uh, I tell you what, dear, you go earn that money for a Louis Vuitton purse. Sure. And then you can buy it. And you'll just be amazed how if a girl earns $1,500 babysitting whatever, and they're going, ah. That's right. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey some, somebody in this room earned money to buy a piano. Uh, oh, ha- I did. Ha- half a piano when she was a little kid. So. Absolutely. And that, uh, that, awesome. that, that, was a, that was a good thing. Well, we better wrap this up because I think nap time is over. Yeah, I, I hear, hear that. I hear, <laughs> I hear mini Vinny in that the back. That sounds beginning for me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Hey, Harry, thank you for for being with us. How can people get in touch with you and get into what, what all you're doing? Well, um, my uh, my uh, website is harryharrisonjr.com. Uh, my blog is Fearless Parenting. Um, they can. Uh, how did you find me? You found me somehow. You know, I, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure now. I don't I don't remember some blog somewhere, and somebody said nice things about you, and and um, and we reached out. Oh, my mom works. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So so we'll check you out at uh, harryharrisonjr.com. And yeah, Harry books H. Are, I know Jr. your books are on Amazon and bookstores and in, yeah, in they can, all around the world. Exactly. And, but it's harryhjr.com and they can go through Fearless Parenting. Uh, and they can look at that. They can look at my name. They can go on Google or Amazon and, um, and, and check my books out. Okay. So I got the website wrong. Harry. H. Harrison Right. Got it. All, All right. right. Well, we, we already lost Natalie. She went to go get screaming, <laughs> screaming <laughs> baby. So uh, I'm, we better wrap it up. All right. <laughs> Thanks Y'all for being on. Here. Okay, that was it for this episode of Reproduction Junction. That was kind of cool. Yeah, we all learned something today. I think we all, you know what we learned? That I'm off the hook. Yeah, you're, you're, this is, I not, this is, I don't like this. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm totally good. Mm. Grandpa job, no problem. Check. Easy. All right, well, that is it for this episode. Hey, send us an email, reproductionjunction at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media. Yes. At Reproduction Junction. Yes. And we're on all the... All the podcasts. All the podcast stuff. Things. So give us five stars. That's right. Five stars. Five stars. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. That's it. All right. See you next time in Reproduction Junction. Bye. Bye.